1: Joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Good morning, Michelle. How are you feeling? Pretty good. How was your day at Milken? Oh my goodness, it was tremendous fun. I learnt so much about tourism in Singapore. Do you know that there is Singapore that exists in Roblox?
0: (laughs) Ah, so it's another dimension for you to visit.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Good fun and... I think I'll post a link so everybody can watch the discussion all over again. Uh, Let's start this morning with tales of two well-known brands, Ryan. Both start with the letter B. Now, one brand sells petrol. That's easy, that one. The other, shoes and sandals. At least that's what I thought they were. More about that in a bit. One company on its way up, the other company on its way down. So, our two companies in focus this morning are BP and Birkenstock. Which one is up, which one is down? Well, BP's CEO has abruptly exited, and Birkenstock is preparing to raise $8 billion U.S. billion in a public share offering, right? Explains everything. So let's start with the British petroleum giant BP, uh, where Bernard Looney, he's a longtime BP employee who became CEO in 2020. He's agreed to step down immediately. Why is that?
0: Yeah, it comes down to personal relationships. Apparently, he's been having some relationships with colleagues that he did not disclose. So that is apparently something that's been investigated against him before. And now there seems to be a second round of investigations. And he's been, well, according to the official statement, he has resigned. But there isn't a lot of details going into this. So there is no clear case of you no know, infidelity or what's the exact reason. But the, I guess, interpretation would be that there might have been conflicts of interest because he did not fully disclose it. He Mm -hmm. says uh, he was not fully transparent initially. So that, I think, is what BP took issue with. And I think it could have been also an excuse for the BP board to, in a sense, get rid of him because they were not happy with his performance.
1: So, Looney is the third BP CEO to leave abruptly in the past two decades. Pretty unusual for a job that pays as well as his. Looney's departure is the latest crisis for BP, whose stock has trailed behind that of its rivals since Russia invaded Ukraine. Ryan, what impact do you think uh, Looney's departure is likely to have on BP's business?
0: Yeah, I would say when he first joined BP in the top job, it was quite promising because he was quite refreshing in a different way he uh presented himself as CEO. He was on Instagram quite a bit, you know, mingling with employees, You've got photos of him, just hanging out. So it's like the guy you want to hang out with. Then it came with the various issues you mentioned, the Ukraine war. And they've got a few missteps along the way, corporate-wise. And the big one that seems to stand out the most is how there's been a push for many of these oil majors to be more ESG aware at least, and try to transition towards that landscape. So he talked about spending more on solar, wind, and also cutting back on oil and gas production. But I think he did not manage it smoothly enough. So investors did not like the moves. Apparently, they felt they were not consulted. There was not enough enough communication. So BP's share price Came under pressure. Mm. And then along the way, they decided, hey, maybe that's too radical, a bit of a too radical move if you want to transition from what they've been doing for so many years towards solar and wind. So they started to talk about refocusing on bioenergy, electric vehicle charging points, and hydrogen. So another pivot. And also cutting back on earlier pledges to cut back on production. So you have a bit of a well unclear path that BP has been taking in the past few years. And that's one reason perhaps why its share price performance has been lagging behind its peers. So, that all wraps up into maybe this became an excuse for BP's bought to kind of get rid of him to change the person at the top.
1: That is an interesting point you raise about BP being unclear with the energy transition issue. Um, Looney bet big on transition to clean energy. His interim successor, Murray ochsen says he will continue that policy, but many analysts expect the petrol giant will end up reverting to its petroleum roots. Shares of BP fell nearly 3% in UK trade yesterday, but they rallied in New York overnight. Close up 0.3%. On to our second company, B company, Birkenstock. Were you ever a Birkenstock wearer? I have
0: been thinking about it a lot because people swear by it. It's so comfortable according to them. Hmm. Then I tried it and it didn't seem very special to me. Maybe it's just my feet. I Have you tried it before?
1: Not yet. Not yet.
0: I, so I think hmm. either... No, love it or you're just, oh, okay, it's another sandal.
1: I think it's like a croc. I will never wear one.
0: Uh, So you've got to try it for yourself. It's quite different. It's cork-based almost. That's the best I can describe it. It's a very different texture and Ah. it apparently molds itself to the shape of your feet. So apparently the more... You wear it, the longer you wear it, the more comfortable it gets because of that property.
1: It remembers your feet. Okay, fine. I'll try it. I'll try it out. Uh, what do we know, though, about Birkenstock's planned share offering?
0: Yeah, this is a company that's been around for nearly 250 years. And it now is filing for an IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. Mm-mm. So, I can't imagine there are going to be a lot of fans who might be keen on this because there are a lot of Book & Stock fans. So this is going to be interesting to watch out for because we've been seeing quite a bit of talk about IPOs coming back into the scene. We've yep. been hearing from Arm with what will be the biggest IPO this year at over $51 billion. So that is something that could spark a bit of a... Wave of IPOs now have Birkenstock in the mix, and Birkenstock could then use the money that is raised to expand its um, business overseas.
1: You know, I always saw that Birkenstock sold sandals, but in its F one filing for the IPO, do you know what Birkenstock calls its products? What does it call it? Foot beds. Is it just a gimmicky branding? Birkenstock claiming that it is the inventor of the footbed and it produces every single footbed in its own facilities in Germany. In fact, this term, which I've never heard of till this morning, I have to tell you, footbed, is used more than 100 times in the filing. So you think it's catchy, gimmicky or, um, you know, it helps it stand out. Yeah, I suppose it helps to have a story. Hey,
0: footbeds is something that only Birkenstock has and I guess that helps it to really... um, (laughs) I guess step up It is an
1: intrigue factor, for sure. I, I too won't like, would like my feet to have a bed. Um, do you, on a more serious note, would you say that Birkenstock's plans to go public are, um, and you mentioned this a little earlier, hmm. can you elaborate? Do you think it's a sign that the IPO market is picking up?
0: Yeah, it does look like the appetite is starting to come back for IPOs. People are trying to look for deals, especially those who have had a pretty good story and I think Birkenstock has a good story, just like ARM. So that combination alongside what seems to be a pretty fundamentally sound company, the earnings are quite um consistent. And you've got predictable growth and the profitability of Bookenstock. Have you seen the prices? No. They are in in some cases hundreds um for the higher end ones. So there are margins there and it's been also making the rounds on social media and popular culture. It was actually in the Barbie movie, making a cameo. So it is starting to see some popularity, perhaps even with the younger crowds. When I think about Birkenstocks, I think Mm. about my parents and their generation, right? So it does look like maybe they're trying to win over the next generation.
1: I think of people going camping, You know, I feel like that's what you should wear when you're camping, not when you're in public company. (laughs) But Birkenstock is changing those perceptions for sure. And it's interesting to see what its IPO is going to fuel to. Let's turn to the broader U.S. markets now. U.S. stocks finish mix overnight. Investors digesting new economic data that shows that inflation in the United States is picking up again. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 0.2%. The S&P 500 finished in the green, uh, as did the Nasdaq. It rose 0.3%. Let's return to those economic numbers. So the US Consumer Price Index rose 3.7% in August compared with a year earlier. That's the biggest monthly gain of the year. What is fueling the rise in prices?
0: Yeah, 3.7%, slightly higher than the consensus forecast of 3.6%. And it is the biggest monthly jump in 14 months. So you can read it as hotter than expected. And if you go into the core inflation numbers, which is what the Fed is more focused on, which strips out the volatile energy and food prices, that becomes a 0.3% rise. Also bigger than the consensus forecast of 0.2%. So that is now starting to raise questions. Are we seeing a bit of a reversal? And We talk about inflation. It's actually been moderating for the past six months. Now it's starting to pick up again. So, question marks. Where is it going from here? Will that mean the Federal Reserve might need to keep uh, foot on the pedal Mm. and consider a rate hike down the road? Already, you've got one being penciled in for November. So, the chances of that are starting to be raised. Uh, We're not expecting one next week when the FMC meets, but it does add a bit more field to maybe alongside data that will come in the next few weeks, maybe the Fed might start thinking, hey, inflation is not going away, at least based on the latest prints. But of course, we need to see if this becomes a sustainable trend.
1: Time to look into your crystal ball. Speaking of sustainable trends, uh, uh, what do you think these inflation numbers could mean for the consumer moving ahead.
0: Yeah, so if you look at what drove the inflationary pressures in this latest round, it came down to gas prices. So that's going to be closely watched because energy prices have been picking up partly because of the OPEC plus move to come back on oil production. Mm. So tighter supply, higher prices, plus winter is going to be coming for many Western countries. So that's going to mean demand is possibly gonna pick up and could also support higher prices. So higher prices all around could mean more inflationary pressures to be dealt with. So I think that's gonna be something that could impact consumers and then they might start thinking, maybe I won't spend so much on my food that I'm gonna be eating. And then it kinda of have a potential knock on impact if the gas prices continue to stay elevated, then you might start to see a bit of a shift in behavior. Mm and then that is i uh, i guess going to have a knock on impact on businesses down the road in terms of consumer spending
1: let's keep an eye on those gas prices time now for corporate news we do it up or down style game show time let's start with american airlines up or down
0: i am going with down for american airlines it's <laughs> cutting its profit forecast for the third quarter which might sound a bit strange when you think about how people have been trying to go overseas revenge travel But it does look like it has to account for higher fuel costs and expenses, and partly because of a settlement or agreement it had to strike with its union, so higher wages.
1: I join you in that down call. Airline counters, in fact, with some of the biggest losers on Wall Street overnight and... You know, further show of signs that inflation is cutting into their profits, American Airlines, for one, cut its forecast for its summer profits. It says fuel costs ran higher than it expected. American Airlines also has to pay pilots more than 200 million U.S. dollars in retroactive pay following the adoption of a new labor contract. So AA shares fell 5.7 percent overnight. Definitely a down in my book, too. Let's look at the Olam group, Ryan.
0: Yeah, not a lot of good news for Olam these days. The latest headline to involve Olam is Olam confirming it's paid a bond to secure the release of a director in Nigeria in relation to fraud allegations. And we've been talking about this earlier this week uh, about the apparently Forex round-tripping scandal that Olam is denying is... Uh, an issue at all so that has been putting pressure on its stock price
1: Indeed Olam shares took another big hit yesterday after the company confirmed the director of its Nigeria business Prakash Kant has been arrested and Olam has posted bail to secure his release They haven't said Olam just how big that bond payment was but media reports put it at nearly 2 million Singapore dollars Olam shares fell 4.3% yesterday I want to take a look at Qantas now second airline
0: Alright, Qantas. Not a lot of good news for Qantas these days as well. So they are facing some negative headlines because they have been ruled, according to the High Court, for illegally firing 1,700 people or cutting 1,700 jobs. um, During the pandemic. During the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's now coming back to bite them again because they apparently used a few excuses to get around having to pay a larger compensation to those who were affected. So that's the uh, ruling from the High
1: Court. Yep, it's definitely a down for Australia's flag carrier. Shares of Qantas also down nearly 10% over the past month. Let's look at Johnson & Johnson and Bayer, the drug makers.
0: All right, Johnson & Johnson, I am going with... um, And up for me because I've got a headline here that there is a lawsuit against someone, a medical researcher, um, that she was trying to file for her study on links between cosmetic talc products and cancer. And she has been told by courts to drop the lawsuit against Johnson & Johnson. So I'm thinking, hey, that's going to be good news for Johnson & Johnson, which is already facing a lot of problems with dealing with the talc powder um, saga.
1: For sure. I'm going to go with the down though for the drug makers. Uh the leading decongestant used in cold and allergy medicines like Sudafed, Allegra and Dequi may be no better than a placebo. Oh. That's according to latest research uh that indi- that sheds light on how the drugs work and how they may actually not so definitely a down in my books for pharma companies like Johnson and Johnson and Bayer J&J investors shrugged off the news overnight but Bayer fell four and a half percent he's our HIM you've been listening to Market view thank you for joining us
0: before acting on the information on money FM please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives financial
1: situation and risk tolerance.